Martina Kurzer has light brown hair cut short, a broad smile, and a palpable passion for educating the public about domestic violence. She calls it interpersonal abuse or interpersonal violence because many people think domestic sounds outdated. She meets with me in KCAW's studio and shares the results of her six months of research. In the first quarter, January through March, we had 29 situations of interpersonal violence in the police blotter, and we had 23 uh, charges or arrests in the police report. That's substantial. And then in the second quarter of this year, we had 16 mentionings or calls to the police department about some kind of interpersonal violence and 12 enforcement actions that resulted out of this. In total, Sickens reported 45 cases of domestic violence, four stalking incidents, three cases of child abuse, and one cyber stalking incident to the Sitka Police Department. Kurzer found these statistics by monitoring published reports in the daily Sitka Sentinel. Lieutenant Lance Ewers of the Sitka Police Department agrees with this assessment of the frequency of domestic violence. If I, if I were to be asked how often do our officers investigate the crime of domestic violence, I would say multiple cases a week in, in our lovely town, which is a great town, and it's no different than any other place in America. Ewer says many of those cases are from repeat offenders, and alcohol and drugs play a huge role in these disturbances. In my law enforcement career, I couldn't even begin to count how many domestic violence investigations I've conducted. Um, and I could probably count on both hands how many didn't have an alcohol nexus to it or a drug nexus to it. It was a sober domestic uh, disturbance. So, I, and I've been a cop since 1999. But data from police reports only reveals a small percentage of domestic violence cases. This is partly because not all incidents are reported. Here's Kurzer. So if there are 45 cases of callers in six months, I must say there is probably tenfold at least of incidents of interpersonal violence in our homes. It's also because not all forms of domestic violence are crimes. Here's yours. There's physical abuse and then there's mental abuse and they're very, very often tied together. All that mental abuse is taxing. That's, that's hurtful. However, that's not criminal. But, Ewers says, threats of physical violence are criminal. People can get arrested or incarcerated for threatening their partner with violence. Kurzer says SAFE has a wider definition of interpersonal violence, and their services are meant to help anyone experiencing any type of abuse or violence. For SAFE and all other entities and people who work in this field, domestic violence is actually defined as a, 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 a systematic way of uh, one intimate partner to gain power and control over another. And this putting down does not have to be physical. According to SAFE, partners threatening to take the children away or threatening to commit suicide are abuse. So are efforts to isolate a partner from their family and friends. 
Peg Bloomer, a second domestic violence survivor, experienced many types of physical and psychological abuse. He threatened to threatened to kill my kids. Um, I was never allowed to go anywhere without him. He used to have this game where he would strangle me until I passed out. But partly through SAFE, she was able to escape the relationship and its threats. Now she works for SAFE. Because I don't want anybody to feel as alone as I felt, as terrified and helpless. And I don't see myself as a victim. I see myself as a survivor. I see every person that comes to us as a survivor. You can come back from that. You can move on and make your life a good life. Reporting from Sitka, I'm Rachel Cassandra.